1: Figure Lending, LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org.
0: Welcome to How to Survive with Danielle and Christine, the show that teaches you how to survive the stuff that can kill you.
2: Like the apocalypse, or a severed Achilles, or getting stuck in North Korea. And the stuff that just makes you wish you were dead. Like stepping in dog shit, forgetting where you parked. Or ending up in the wrong city. I don't want any of this to happen to any of us. You know how to prevent it? Play the theme song. Play the theme song. Ground is shaking under our feet, mountains on fire, flooding in the street. Can't breathe the air, can't fight the feeling. Goblin down, Xenix ain't the way to be dealing. Gotta do better than just getting high. We gotta stick together. In Welcome to How to Survive with Danielle and Christine. I am Danielle. I'm Christine. We have a special producer today. We do. Because Garen is not
0: here. He's embroiled in a mystery.
2: (laughs) That's a good way to put it. Um, But Matt Belknap, who my um, car system pronounces Belknap. Uh (laughs) You have a message from Matt Belknap. Uh, is here as our producer today. Matt is uh, one of the stars of Never Not Funny. I don't know how wow. else to say well, what it. What a, else are you? That's
1: a very. good... Uh, I don't think your husband's ever said it that way. No, he hasn't. <laughs> what
2: are you, the co-star? The uh, yeah. Producer? Are you co-host, technically producer. Co-host. Co-host. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, he's Matt sitting in with us today. Thank you, Matt. Oh, so thanks for, braving it's great the to be here. storm. Yeah, there's yeah. W- there's water falling from clouds. It's super yeah. weird here it's in a, Los Angeles. It's called a superstorm when it happens. Here. <laughs> it is. It is. Jimmy's worried because the kiddies Uh, who are not our kitties but we have decided to now feed they're your kitties have you fed them they're yours they're outside though they don't come in okay they're wet and jimmy's like but they don't know what it means to be wet (laughs) like do they have a place they can go to seek shelter dude what they do on their own i have no idea they're they come around these are the kitties who were born and like the mom was with them in our in our yard, yeah. with like five cats. Yeah. Well, two of them—the gray one and the black one—are now roaming the streets together. Okay, so they come and um, we put the food under the awning so yeah. that it wasn't won't get wet. So they're gonna just and hang we out. did, we invested in a two thing bowl, you know, to put the mm-hmm. water. in. That's the, where it starts. Yeah, I know, I know. But they're staying outside. They can't come in.
0: And then the next thing you know, they're tucked into your robe not, all not night this Girl, long.
2: <laughs> not this chick. Uh uh-uh. uh
0: And they're named Mandy. Patinkitten. Patinkitten.
2: <laughs> is that what it, is that what your cast name is maddie Patinkitten? yeah it is yeah <laughs> uh, and i forget the kids do or do oh they know princess bride they do and they're big fans of uh oh what the fuck is the show called the good fight no the... no the homegoing uh, homecoming <laughs> oh
0: homegoing's a book is it called homecoming Homeland. homeland. <laughs> I knew we'd get there.
2: Holy shit. They love Homeland. They love... Oh. They're interactive at home, red string on a board. That's how they solve all their um,
0: math problems.
2: Yep. How's that going? They're failing. <laughs> Are they both failing math? <laughs> it's good when you can do things together as siblings. They get along so well.
0: <laughs> we were just discussing that.
2: <laughs> we were trying to figure out if we could bring them both to the studio, but much like a uh, a dog and a cat they cannot be kept in the same room together no, unsupervised. No. We ca- we cage them. That's good. But are they potty trained? Sometimes. Sometimes. Well, two steps forward. Yeah, you
0: know, you do what you can. What else is going on?
2: Um, I started reading Okay, so I was reading this book called Bloodlands. Okay. And it's about Stalin and Hitler and all the people they killed, not just Jews. Oh, they killed lots of people. Ukrainians and mm-hmm. polls, especially mm-hmm. in in uh, for for uh, Stalin's reign of terror, and I didn't know that much about it, so I wanted to learn about it. Anyway, I have it on a um, uh, my iPad on my yeah. library app, and Libby, Libby, and it's a very slow read. Okay, and I haven't had a lot of time, and I get very tired, so it's been a slog. And you know, it shows you the pro the progression yeah. at the bottom of how far you are into yes. the book, and um. After renewing it once, I'm 25% into the book because okay. it's 782 pages, Whoa. which I'm hoping at least 100 of those is like footnotes. Pictures. And it, <laughs> there are a lot of pictures of maps. Okay. But I was hoping they're hoping they for anyway. It got returned. Oh, because it'll come back to me. But, it, you know, if you love something like the Red Terror, set it free. Set it free and then the the uh, the the murders will come back in multitude. I mean, just that's the poster. Famine, it, yeah. So anyway, that well, I won't get for a couple of weeks. And I also won't get um, The Talented Mr. Ripley for a couple of weeks. So I decided to read something lighthearted. Yes. So I'm reading I'm Glad My Mother's Dead. The Oh, the biography, memoir. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The mi- memoir From of that girl who was in the Disney show. Jeanette McCurdy. Yes. I literally had no idea who she was or Sam and Cat, right? Is the show. I that think. might be it. I'm not to that part yet. But um it is a fast read, it is not lighthearted. Our mother's a fucking nightmare. But um And she was also, I think, abused by her boss, who then they kind of
0: outed. Wasn't she, she well, from Nickelodeon?
2: Yeah, but it, I thought she was a Disney... oh it was salmon whatever. Maybe it's I'm called, getting, I could be uh, getting the network wrong. I know who you're talking I know yeah. what you're talking about. Yeah, the guy from Head of the Class, Dan Schneider. Yes. Um, in any case, uh So that's what I'm I'm reading. Fluffy. Light, fair. Fluffy abuse. It's not that abusive yet. It's just bananas Uh, until my uh, until I can get the um, your dictators back. My dictators back. Yeah. I mean, Danielle, what a
0: perfect segue for today's episode. Oh,
2: okay. What are we learning about? How are we surviving?
0: What we're going to talk about today is surviving North Korea. Uh, Oh, that's good. So I'm going to ask you some questions. Oh, boy. Could you do you think you could turn in your own mother to save your own life?
2: Well, at this point, <laughs> like like now or, or four weeks ago, because it might be a different answer. No, I could not. Turn what about in my mother. eat rats? Oh, well, you know the answer to that. You can't even look at one. I can't even look at a rat. Hey, guess where I found a rat the other day. Chris, <laughs> what if you say anywhere near anywhere I've been, I'm leaving. In the engine of my car. What? That's right. Alive or dead? Alive. Okay, so how did you? Something was going wrong. It was your engine was making squeaking noises. And the dog was going
0: crazy in the garage, barking and near like at my car and basically pointing well, that's like terrifying. this, <laughs> uh, like going to, hey, over here. <laughs> and Sven opened the hood, and there it was. They like the heat or something. They like to go in there and chew up all of your. Uh, cords and wires had it's, he done any damage no not that we could see so did Sven?
2: what did he do i don't know i you did know you what leave and just let him deal yes. with yes oh for
0: god so now we have to have rat traps in our garage in your car <laughs> yeah now my car is full of rat
2: traps so do you want to ride i don't think your children need to be near rat traps no i don't I either see chaos i just say let let them have their way their fair share let with them eat the, the prius no, I'm just saying let the I, I'd rather see your kids armed with knives battling off rats than having to step around rat traps. I just this is see, a very likely scenario. That's what I'm saying. All right. All right. Could you face grueling torture? Could I face it? Uh, I mean, you mean like temperatures less than 70 degrees? <laughs> no, that, that's what we're doing today.
0: Okay. If you said yes to any of these, which you didn't, yeah. you might
2: just be okay in the Democratic People's Republic of Korea,
0: a.k.a. the Hermit Kingdom, a.k.a. North Korea.
2: A.k.a. ironic name. Right? People's Democratic Republic. That's what it's called? The Democratic Republic? It's of also North- called, yeah, the DPRK. Right.
0: Okay. You'll see it referred to that way.
2: Okay. So I'm going to give you
0: a very brief history On North Korea because I don't know much about the history of North Korea I assume well I'm not gonna assume anything about our listeners because I think our listeners are smart I know I don't know a lot I don't either so Korea had been under Japanese colonial rule from 1910 to 1945 and the US and Russia was like hey we're super nice we should help these Koreans just kidding. Uh, we were at war with Japan. <laughs> yep. And after World War II, both countries um, went in with their own interests. So, like, Russia went in and was like, okay, we're going to yep. go in there and, and make it communist. And the U.S. was like, no, 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 no. We're going to go in. We're going to make it democratic. Okay. So, they both went in with their own
2: aims. Like in, Like in Germany. Uh, exactly. And so, they said, okay, we're going to split it. Oh, so it is exactly like the the Berlin Wall, but and, so that's why we got North Korea, and South Korea. And then and then they kind of both left and said, "You guys figure it out."
0: And and, and North and South was like, "We can't because we both think this is better." The South Korea was like, "We like this." And North Korea was like, "We like this." And so they couldn't agree. Okay. And it just Guys, I'm not a historian, so did everyone it, listening pe- who knows
2: more is like, "Oh my god." But is that the point at which it became two different countries?
0: Yes. Okay. South Korea is this wealthy, free society. Citizens enjoy civil liberties. They can wear skinny jeans. What else? But do we really need more of that?
2: They don't know. Would you say that they don't know you shouldn't wear skinny jeans anymore? Would you say that the Korean Peninsula is like the MCDLT of countries, like the hot side's hot and the cold side's cold? You know what? I think that's a better historical summation mm-hmm. than anyone has ever given. Thank you. You're welcome. That's what gets. That's what I get from reading 800-page tomes about communism. Do you mean 25% of an 800-page tomes? You're poem? right. You're right. Okay. J- Oliver keeps teasing me. He's like, so, Mom, where are you now? And I'm like, 17%. <laughs> do they do that thing where they tell you at this rate, this is how long it'll take you to read <laughs> this book? I think it does, <laughs> but I don't like, look at that. You're like, 17 years? And also, like, on page 50... Yeah, I started chapter one. I'm not kidding. There was like a forward and a preface. Oh, no, no. I'm like, motherfuck. And it's just a lot of statistics. You know what? I think you have your PhD when you're done with this book. And Jimmy and Oliver are like, just turn it in. Just forget it. I'm like, no, I'm finishing this book. Yeah, I think you can
0: do it. I I have faith in you.
2: One thing, though, about South
0: Korea, I actually think they probably are pretty fashionable there. I shouldn't have made that skinny jeans I'm wearing skinny jeans right now. And you look great.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no no comment. Okay. You can't get married if
0: you're gay, okay? In In South Korea. Oh. It's legal to be gay. It's just not legal to be married and be but gay. But it doesn't sound very fun. Like I did some research on LGBTQ. Uh-huh. Um, rights in South Korea. And it sounds pretty homophobic over there. Yeah. It's like people don't want to live next to somebody who's gay. They don't want to work with some. They think
2: people should be allowed to have jobs, but they're like, I don't want to work with somebody who's gay, but it's fine. Well, you know what? That's Mm. what happens when you legalize skinny jeans. People turn gay. So you know what? (laughs) That's their problem. They've created their own.
0: It does sound like it's their fault. North Korea might be worse by a lot. Uh, though It's the most repressive regime in the world. It's the world's last closed totalitarian state, population about 25 million people. Uh, just a little fun fact about the population. Doesn't have anything to do with anything. No, that's
2: a lot of people. There's a lot of people. Who are living in a world where they don't get an outside information. Correct.
0: So their ruling family, the Kims, is what's known as a cult of personality. Uh-huh. So cult this, of
2: personality. That's where that
0: song, that whole song is about North Korea. Are you being You're pulling my leg. Right? I am. I don't <laughs> actually know what that song is about, but I remember hating that song. It's a horrible song. I I just think it's a
2: terrible song. It's it's bad. I don't remember the name of the band. Uh, was not what? No, that's not it. What? It, Matt's gonna find out for us. Matt knows.
1: Wait, what is it? Living color. Okay.
2: Living color. Okay. Do they have any other hits?
1: Um. I don't know about hits. That 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 album was successful. There was yeah. a song called Glamour Boys. That might have been a single. I
2: think I remember that.
1: I ain't no Glamour Boy.
2: Yeah, 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 oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm fierce. Oh, I remember <laughs> An that. An odd follow-up to the <laughs> yes, album. Yes, <it's laughs> it was. a very different tone. Thought, but <laughs> wait, how can you not be a Glamour Boy and be fierce? Maybe fierce. Uh, I guess fierce had a different connotation in the 80s. I think it was, was pre-Paris yeah, pre oh. is Burning.
1: was the, you know, right. uh, Do you think they uh, laugh RuPaul about it now,
2: though? Oh, they laugh and laugh. They
0: laugh and, and laugh. laugh. Oh, my goodness. So, Kim Il-sung took power in 1948, and his son came after Kim, Il- Kim Jong-il. Yeah. Uh, he died in 1994. Now we have Kim Jong-un. Right. Fun guy. Would you like to know some political crimes? Yeah. Okay. Possessing a Bible. Listening right. to a South Korean pop song. Yep. Accidentally creasing a photo of Kim
2: Jong-un. <sighs> oh. Well, but what if it's like a Mad Folden, mm. and you want to, you know, make his belly disappear? Oh, well, you want to make it disappear? I don't know. He that, might like. He that. might like that one. Yeah. you make the sides match, and then he's like a skinny com- If it's from his own magazine, it yeah, might be mad- okay. Mad Leader. Yeah,
0: magazine. Then I think it might be okay. Yeah. Attempting to make a f- cell phone call outside the country. So these are oh. these are the some of the wor- uh, worst crimes. Yeah. You might think, well, okay, you know, look, I'm not going to do any of those things. <laughs> right? So this place doesn't sound that bad. I could live with it. They also have public executions. Yeah. Uh, even kids are required to watch. Che- required? Yeah. And you're like, yeah, that sounds pretty bad. I'm a good person. I don't have to worry about that happening to me. But what about your husband, Danielle? Mm. Is he a good person? Sure. It's not
2: day he's got all these ailments.
0: The, this place punishes the entire family. Oh, so I'll this was this shit. was a policy laid down um by Kim Il Sung punishments can last three generations. So it's not just you going to the gulag, it's you, Jimmy, Oliver and Oliver's kids and their kids. Jesus Christ. Think about the next that the
2: you know like next time you're like I love BTS. But if you're in the um every time someone says BTS I think of BKT, what was that killer? The bind? Oh, the BT, the BK, BK bind torture kill. Yeah, TK. Yeah, I can't every single time. I can't connect that band to being a real thing. I mean, they're very uh, pop. There's like twenty of them in there, right? Um. Okay. So, but how would you have more generations if you're all in the gulag? Is there gulag sex? Yeah. Oh. Well,
0: it, if they if they sanction it and they allow it. Then you or it's okay, but a lot of times they I can't believe they know I'm not going to get into what they do to the babies. Oh, it's too dark. Okay, sometimes you get to live. Okay, the baby. Maybe do escape. Danielle, you make it to China. Guess what? The Chinese don't want you. Well, they're communists also. So you're not a freer society. China has a habit of sending you back where you face torture or death. But before death, some torture. Oh, my God. This is from Radio Free Asia in 2021. North Koreans who are forcibly repatriated are commonly subjected to torture, arbitrary detention, summary execution, forced abortion, and other forms of sexual violence. We are particularly concerned by recent reports that nearly 50 North Koreans were forcibly repatriated, the the spokesperson said. So they don't know what happened to those 50 people. Right. Even if you make it into South Korea, Matt... Secret North Korean agents could be hunting for you there your entire life.
2: So, Why did you point to Matt? Cuz he's he's going to try to escape too. Oh, he's well he's got you know they used to call him Wheels Belknap. is that right? Mm-hmm. Because he runs quickly. So if if I'm if there's anyone who has a chance of escaping okay. North Korea, it's Wheels Belknap. I hope he does. I I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm rooting for both of you.
0: Listen to this. If you're a North Korean diplomat and you get assigned abroad, uh-huh. They often require you to leave behind a son or a daughter. That See, way, if you try to defect, the price of your defection will be the life of your child. So it's bad. And then they think an estimated 100 to 150,000 to 200,000 people are just disappeared into these concentration mm-hmm. camps throughout the country.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So former prisoners report that the conditions are so bad that 20 to 25% of the population dies every year the starvation is common. They're fed gruel made of cornmeal and cabbage. They often eat rats and insects just to
2: stay alive. You know what? See, I just wonder how, at what point could I get to starvation that, I mean, look, I don't even eat meat, but I could see. You'd have to. No, I could see. Yeah. Like, obviously, I've thought about this, yeah. you know, like, okay, I'm in a situation. All right. Chicken's back on the table. Yeah. You know, beef is back on the table. Yeah. It may, I'll have some crispy bacon. I'm sure they're not serving you crispy bacon, but, you know. I get it. Yeah. But at what point do I go, you know what? I just, that's what I kept thinking reading this book because he intentionally yeah. starved millions of people yeah. in the Soviet Union. Mm-hmm. And they ate each other. They fucking ate each other. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. No, I love it. Just to lighten the mood, guess what I've had in my head ever since you said China? Go on. Take it to China, the Chinese chicken. had a fucking chicken. One starts that was a Jeopardy clue last yes, night. Yes it was. Oh wait, I haven't I haven't watched last night's. Well, I it wasn't last night's. We were just watching Celebrity Oh no, Celebrity Celebrity Jeopardy. Jeopardy one week. Yes. Yeah, yes. And With I kept the Ray, going. the Ray Romano one. Yeah, and I kept going one week, one week. And yeah. as Oliver pointed out, it's Bare Naked Ladies, yes. right? It's they did the theme song to um uh uh, 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 uh Big Bang, so she okay. should have had Melissa Rauch. Yeah. Should have had a little more of a clue about that. You know, I got to be honest. I cannot tolerate beer naked ladies in my head. It's pretty bad, but that song, I'd leave it on. If it comes okay. on, I leave it on. I like it. There's a joy to it. Matt, Bear Naked Ladies?
1: Yeah, I thought that was a, an undeniably catchy pop song. It's just song. good. It just was overplayed insanely. Yeah. Like so that was you couldn't like it after 6 months of it, but Yeah. Initially it was very exciting.
2: It was. <laughs> It was Okay, I mean, they got X-Files references. It's just
1: fun. Yeah, it's like it's it, they're Canadian, but they're rapping.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
1: I'm going to share a couple escape stories.
2: Okay.
0: Because you need to know what to do. Okay.
2: Here's a story. Now, do maybe we're yeah. going to get to this, but do foreigners end up accidentally in North Korea? Is that what you're going to get to? Okay,
0: I'm I'm not going to really get to that because these stories are more interesting. Okay. But I, I'm going to touch on it at the end because okay. that yes, that happens, and I'm going to tell you briefly about that. Okay. First story of escape is Shin Dong Hyak. His story is famously told in the book Escape from Camp 14. Okay. I read this book ten years ago. I recommend it. It's riveting. He's the only person known to escape from a North Korean prison camp. He was born in the camp. Oh, my God. Just like we were saying. He was born to two prisoners who were allowed to marry as a reward for good work. (sighs) They had no say in deciding who they would marry. His father told Chin that the guards gave him his mother as a payment for his skill in operating a metal lathe in the camp's machine shop. Hey, some woman like that. So... (laughs) He went to school in the camp. The Uh secondary school was little more than slave quarters, from which he was sent out as a rock picker, weed puller, and dam laborer. Okay. So, like most of our elementary school experiences. At one point, a young girl was beaten to death by the teacher for hoarding a few kernels of corn. He witnessed dozens of executions every year. Part of his right middle finger was cut off by his supervisor as punishment for accidentally breaking a sewing machine. He witnessed adult prisoners and children beaten every day, many prisoners dying of starvation, illness, torture and work accidents.
2: He Look, l- if I I'm sorry to interrupt no, no, this, you, please, if I've learned anything from Project Runway, it is very easy to break a sewing machine <laughs> or at least the needle because they're always complaining. Oh, my fucking needle came off. Or, so th- that's really not fair. It's not fair. It seems like way out of line. And we either need to add more leniency
0: to these gulags or, or improve sewing machines. Or make Project Runway a little harsher. <laughs> Good point. So he learned to survive by any means, including eating rats, frogs, insects, and reporting fellow inmates for rewards. Yeah. Do what you gotta do. Right. He's in this camp with his entire family. At age 13, he finds out his mother, who doesn't show him any affection, Aww. and brother are planning an escape. Uh. Keep in mind, this is important, family as a concept is totally alien to him. Oh, okay. He's a tortured prisoner, so he has no qualms about informing on his mother and brother. He might get a reward or better right. treatment out of this, plus they are putting him at risk because he could be tortured by their escape attempt. He informs someone above about their plan oh shit they execute his mother and (gasps) brother in front of him and he at the time he doesn't think this now he was like yeah that's what they deserve right so later when he's an adult he's working at this textile factory and he becomes friends with this 40 year old political prisoner from Pyongyang who's named Park. He's this guy who's educated. He's traveled outside of North Korea. Pyongyang is the city in North Korea where people have a little bit more sophisticated of a life than people who live in the villages. And they don't have a normal life, but they live in a city. Okay. They can work in offices. It's they, the capital, right? Yeah, they have phones. They can't call anyone except other people. But right. it's a little more affluent. A little more affluent. Okay. They have. They don't have to eat rats. Right. So it's way better. They get to eat rats. They they are allowed to eat rats on a plate with a right. fork. And he's like, you know, Ugh. there's
2: like <laughs> no, there, that.
0: He says to you know, he says, You know, there's better food out in the world than what you've had. Mm. And that's what motivates him is the idea that he could oh, have real food. I relate to this. He does he because he's only had gruel and rats and right. grasshoppers. Shin decides to try to escape with Park. So they form this plan. In 2005, the pair is assigned to work i I'm assi- sorry, how old is Shin at this point? 20. Okay. So they're assigned to a work detail near the camp's electric fence on top of a 1,200-foot mountain ridge to collect firewood. No, So there's a long interval between the guards' patrols. So they have to walk this long patrol. And okay. there's a period of time where the guards are going to be out of sight. And so the two wait until the guards are out of sight. They make their attempt to escape. So Park is going to go through first... Uh-huh. But he gets fatally electrocuted, <gasps> climbing the fence. Oh Shin manages to pass over the wire using Park's body as a shield to ground the current. He still suffers severe burns, permanent scars. Holy shit. When his legs slip on the lower wire as he crawls over Park's
2: dead body. Wait, can I just ask something? Yes. Is Park, when he dies, is he still holding on to the fence? Yeah. So he He like lowers it enough, I think. Yeah, go ahead. So so Shin literally steps on him to get to boost himself yeah. over the electrified fence. I think okay. so. Wow. So after he
0: escapes, he breaks into a nearby farmer's barn. He finds an old military uniform that's North Korean. He wears oh, it and masks, genius. grades as a North Korean soldier. He scrounges. He steals food. He reaches the northern border of China. I think he swims the Tumen River. He bribes uh, border guards with food and cigarettes. I don't know how he got those. I don't know how he
2: knows how to swim. Um, I have another story. Okay. I don't uh, want- so wait, so I'm oh, sorry. Yeah. So what no. happened to him? He is married. He lives in China? He, he lived in LA for or
0: Southern California for a while. How did he get to Southern California? He got to South Korea and then was brought to the United States. <gasps> oh, he, he got is- to South Korea. He okay. became sort of a advocate for you know, um, helping South Koreans assimilate or North Korean defectors assimilate. Wow. And then he he's now back in South Korea helping um, North Koreans assimilate. Because when they get to South Korea, it's kind of like somebody who's been on the moon, you know, who's never been anywhere because they have no way right. to
2: assimilate. And it's really hard for defectors. But you said he was the only. Oh, he's the only person to escape a prison or a gulag, but other people defect. Who aren't in gulags. They defect from North Korea to South Korea. Yes. Yes. Okay. Wow. What a a calling.
0: This is the story of the lovers and the despo. Choi Yoon Hee was a beautiful and widely famous South Korean movie star of the 50s and 60s, she married this very hot director. He was like the Roman plants give South Korea. Wait a second. But handsome. In way. No, he didn't. He didn't. He didn't rape any 13 year That could girls. mean so many things. Yeah, no, I just meant he was okay. like very famous. All right. OK. He, but he was really handsome. I should have used a, Who was a hot director in the f- 60s but handsome? I don't know. Um, uh, so they're riding high. They're okay. making these movies together. They adopt a couple of kids. Everything's going great. Then she find out finds out he's cheating on her. With some ingenue he's directing. Typical. Right? as old as time, Danielle. Right? Uh, so back to mice. He gets this young actress pregnant, and he's like, I mean, maybe I can forget. Then he gets her pregnant a second time. Ugh. And he's like, no. So they get divorced, and then he does the one thing you're never supposed to do as an actress ages? Yeah. Uh huh. She gets to be forty eight. Uh oh. So dumb move. I know. <laughs> oh <my God>. Rookie. <laughs> why move. did she do that? Uh-huh. So she's forty eight. She's divorced. She has no gigs. So she gets a call from this hotshot in Hong Kong who says, "Unhee, you're a legend. I want to work with you." Uh huh. So she's like, "What? Great." She goes uh-huh. to Hong Kong and the hotshot pairs her with a shopper. Bernice, we'll call her. I don't remember her name. <laughs> very, very Asian. Very, very Asian. Name. Which is the normal, I guess. This shopper thing, okay, happens. So it's not like any red flags are going off in her head. And Bernice shows up with her daughter. So Un Lee thinks, okay, this isn't sus at all. Uh huh. She seems cool and nice. You know, I like her shoes. I'm but, sorry. What country are they in now? Hong Kong. Hong Kong. Okay. And Bernice uh, is is like, hey, um, come over here, you know, I want to show you. She's like, you know, like, remember in Goodfellas when Robert De Niro is like, Karen, come down this alley. I want to show you these oh, coats. Yeah. And she's like, um, no, I gotta, I gotta go. <laughs> and he's like, no, just come down here real quick. And she's like, guys, oh. ah, some other time. Um, So it's kind of like that where she's like, come down here. Come, come here, I got to show you something. Hurry, hurry. And, you know, I think Unley's a little like, what? And then four big muscle men throw her in a boat And take off and drug her, inject her. So for eight days, she's on a boat, no food. She's unconscious. She wakes up. They take her off the boat. She doesn't know where she is. She's like in this big coat. It's cold. She's like weak. She's trying to cover her face. She doesn't know what's going on. They stop her um, at this man who says, hello. She shakes his hand. She looks up. Kim (gasps) Jong-il. And he says, I'm so glad you agreed to come. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. She's in North Korea. He puts her in this fancy house and basically she's kept as a pet. Not like a sexual pet, but just like this is his favorite movie star. He loves all her films. Jesus. And he's like, hey, we're going to hang out and watch movies together. Uh, And the first one he shows her is this weird Swedish film in which this couple is marooned on this island and the man tries to leave. And so the woman shoots him dead. So he's kind (laughs) of like, hey, we're friends, but don't try to leave. Yeah, right. No one in South Korea knows where she is. Her kids, you know, she has kids. Yeah. Her sister, her mother, she's just gone. Her ex, you know, the hot director, is like, uh... Where is she? Like it's not s- my weekend. Yeah. I, I'm stuck <laughs> with these kids. Right. They're a, I don't even like them. Right. You know? So he's like, I'm going to go look for her. So he goes to Hong Kong because it's okay. the last known place. He is also kidnapped. Holy fuck. So just to point out, there is a little speculation that he possibly wasn't kidnapped, but this is unfounded. Okay. He's put in a prison camp for five years. Oh, my God. So in north korea she, yeah north korea prison we know how those are yeah he's not having rats. a good time no so she's just like growing a garden uh <laughs> knitting pretending that she likes hanging out with kim jong-un so he doesn't have it's her like shot in the be- face it's like a beauty of the peace situation it totally is i think that was the inspiration so <laughs> one night you know at one of kim jong-un's parties that she always has to go to yeah he's like hey unli I have a surprise. No. Look who's here. It's your ex-husband. It's Shin. Shin, You know, just like very gaunt. And they both have to just like smile and pretend like it's totally normal that they're both at this party and they weren't kidnapped from South Korea in prison. And in Shin's case, probably tortured. Yeah. There's a photo you can see of them like both standing on each side of Kim Jong-un and like smiling. It's so weird. No way. And they're like, hey, fun party. Did you try the dip? Oh, my God. It's crazy. How have you been? You look thin. Oh, my God. You lost some weight. So Kim Jong-un is so happy. He's like, now that you're both here, you should both make some movies for me. The movies here suck. Which, of course, they do. No one in his country except for him is (laughs) allowed to even see movies. (laughs) Right. Like, there's tapes of him complaining (laughs) about how bad the movies are to the director. He's like... You, got, you know, you're really good at making movies and like no one here can make movies. They're really because bad. I they don't know
2: what anything is. No, they only
0: make propaganda films. Right. So. So they do this for years. He and Eun Lee no. have to make movies for Kim Jong Un or Kim Jong Il. Sorry. Crazy. So they're making the best of it. They're like Shin has Shin, who has had financial problems for years. And had always struggled to get financing for his films, mm-hmm. has all the money he's never had <laughs> uh-huh. and the best equipment to right. make all the movies he wants. As long as he makes. As
2: long as they're about Dear Leader. As long as they make <laughs> Dear
0: Leader look good. And like, Choi's like, oh, I got my husband to myself at least. But, you know, we should <laughs> still kind of get out of here. And he's kind of like, yeah, we should. But let's not rush it. Like, remember, I was in a prison camp for five <laughs> years. So. Right. I don't want to get caught. Um well over time kim jong un begins to let them go other places because of film festivals like so they get to go to i mean mostly russia because they're friends <laughs> with russia but and they always have these minders around, right? Them, you know, like these twenty guys in suits. And but then he, they get to go to Austria, mm-hmm. and then Berlin, and in Berlin, they the uh, Unli's like we should go, you know, we should try to escape. And he's like, no, 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 not yet. And in Berlin, they actually see friends from South Korea, and then no they're, they're like, what is going on? And they're like, we love dear leader, he's the best. We've never been happier. <sighs> wink, wink. We're we're never leaving. It's the best we've ever had. And so then, un- because of that. Kim Jong-il totally trusts them. Okay. He's like they're so loyal to us. They're my real okay. friends. They're the best. So because of that, this sounds like this is sounding like drunk history. It's 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 so crazy you can't believe it's true. So that when they know he really has their trust. Eight years later, so in total, Uh they go to Vienna for a film festival. Eight years later? They've been there eight years. Jesus Christ. They are in Vienna and they race to the US Embassy and they uh, beg for political asylum and then they are free. Oh, that's amazing. Isn't that crazy? Has there not been a movie made There is. I watched this, I learned all this from a a really fascinating documentary I watched called The Lovers and the Despo. And you should watch it. It's. I mean, I told you the whole story, so. But it's still really no, interesting still to, watch. to watch. It. It's
2: really good. I'm just saying they could make a.
0: Fil- a it a should film be a film about it. Yeah,
2: it could be a great film. Holy! Because it's
0: so fuck. wild, you cannot believe it. Is there a book? It, it there is a book. yeah. Is it also called The Lovers? The I don't know time? what the book is called, but we can okay. find out. Um, so this is the reality. Surviving in North Korea is very
2: difficult. Yeah, I don't, don't recommend do it. you travel there. Don't don't do it. Um, I remember a story, and maybe I'm thinking about China, but maybe China, because someone took, like a college student, took a flyer. I'm going to tell you about that okay. right now. So, Otto, I, th- I didn't go deep into the story because
0: it's so incredibly sad. I'll link to it in our newsletter. Oh, okay. Um, so this gentleman, Otto Warmbier, if I'm saying his name correctly, from Ohio, 22 years old, went on a student trip. And these are all organized. You can't just go to North yeah, Korea. right. Um, On a student trip, and it was for, like, a week into North Korea. Uh, It's all organized. You're on a bus. You don't get to just go off on your own. And at the hotel saw a propaganda poster in, like, (sighs) as they were walking out in, like, the kitchen or something. Yeah. Because there's propaganda everywhere for um, Kim Jong-un. And, you know, thought, oh, I'm going to, this will be funny to take as, like, a souvenir. Right. Probably did not even understand, right?
2: And they'd all been drinking, which is another thing. Don't go there and don't drink, just because I'm you're. I'm just surprised that North Korea allows foreigners to come in. Do they think that they're going to help? Spread? Uh, they need money. Pro- they need money. They're uh. so. So in the '90s, there was a f- Russia had a huge famine. Yeah,
0: or Russia crumbled right in the '90s, yeah. and then they stopped giving being able to give aid to uh. North Korea, and they had a huge famine. And there's such mass uh starvation and they need money and so they started letting tourists come in I because see. they need the, the money so badly. Gotcha. so they allow these tours that are very controlled it's like you go to yeah. this spot you go to this spot you go to this spot it's they're not letting you see much they're very controlled about what they let you see so he thought he would take this propaganda poster as a souvenir but then i think he even realized oh this is too big i can't even fit it in my suitcase didn't take it but still got arrested because it was caught like on camera. Or he got turned. He took in. it down and then put it back up. He took it down and put it, or left it and when it left uh-huh. on the floor by was arrested. Um, slipped into a coma while he was in their detention because he was still malnourished or something. They don't. There's no. or views. It beaten seems or something. that he. There's a possibility he was probably tortured. There's no um, clear evidence. There's a lot of. There's a really interesting GQ article, um, but. It's possible that somebody saw him coming back from a room covered in water and being drugged, so they couldn't find any signs of head trauma. But a otherwise, healthy twenty-two-year-old doesn't just likely a just doesn't right. go into a coma. Um, they kept, I think, they held him for a long period of time before they released him back, you know, to the states, and then he was brain dead and he died. Yeah, I do. Remember and it's this. devastating, yeah. you know, to his family. Uh, Jesus Christ! How so, long was he being held? I think it was eighteen months.
2: Jesus. Okay. So it's not worth it. I'm just gonna say, don't, don't go. go. Don't you know? go. You know what's really lovely this time of year? Anywhere else? Any? Don't go to North Korea. Go to any other place. Yeah. Seriously, this is not the place to go.
0: No. All right. I'm gonna end on this. This is this didn't fit into um my stories on North Korea. However. There is an insane story called, you can watch the documentary called Assassins, or you can listen to a podcast about it, you can read about it, I don't care. But the story about um, the wim, two women hired to kill Kim Jong Un's half brother thinking they were going on a YouTube prank show.
2: Yeah, they gave him a. They like it was threw like a stuff in his face
0: yeah. at an airport. Yeah. Is fascinating. Yeah. I listened to the podcast about it. I'll, I'll link to it in the um, show notes in the newsletter. How they were convinced, yeah. where they came from, their backstories, how it all played out. Ooh, what's it called? Will you send that to me? I will send it to you. I yeah. don't remember the name of the yeah. podcast. I know the documentary is called Assassins, but I don't think the podcast is called Assassins. Okay. But we will link all of that when I find out the name of it. It's really
2: interesting. Jesus. Well. My mind is full of fascinating information now. Thank you. Nothing like North Korea for a good laugh. I mean, and you know what? Today's voting day, so election day. So let that be a lesson to you motherfuckers. Yeah, well, by the time you hear this, it's too late. So if you didn't vote, shame on you. It doesn't matter because the votes aren't real anyway. So it doesn't matter. The votes aren't real. No, all the elections are are, uh, uh, fixed. Welcome to Conspiracy Danielle. Yeah. Okay, well, wow. We will be right back with our guest. Welcome back to
0: How to Survive with Danielle and Christine. Danielle.
2: Christine. You know what? What? Something
0: important you need to know is coming up on Friday. What? Taylor Swift tickets are going on sale. Okay. And I am... Are you in line to be in line? I'm in line to be in line.
2: Is anyone else here in line to be in line? Yeah.
0: Matt is. My
1: whole family is.
2: They're they're all Swifties (laughs) over there. Wait, not Charlie.
1: No, he's he just gets dragged all, all along into it. With so he with has a, to go to the concert. Yeah. Uh, we we're not sure at, at this moment, like because we're just gonna buy whatever you're allowed to buy, and then yes. figure out who wants to go. Uh, after the I think fact. that's okay. what I'm
0: gonna do as well. Yeah. You know, Charlie and Benjamin could hang out together and huh. just you know and not enjoy it. not enjoy oh, that it together. So cute. They're same age. They are the yeah. same age. Yeah. So that could work oh, out. That would be really. They both cute. like soccer. We know that. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like this. So. i like a little bromance developing. <laughs> that could happen. Between the boys. Could get a bromance yeah. going. You know, is he, if he's interested in developing a Netflix deal with
2: Benjamin.
1: <laughs> I've heard all about his Netflix, the, the Kung can, Fu pitch. He could yeah. work on the Kung but Fu But I've movies. heard there's, yeah.
2: there's some stalling in development. I don't know how motivated he is yeah. to get this sold. You know what? You got to love it. You got to like put your fucking heart and soul into it or so you're not going to make it in this business. Or you will
0: and you still won't.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, that's always on the table. hundred uh, percent. OK, um, well, the first half of the show, Christine, yes. we talked about what happens if you get Stuck in the wrong country. Yeah. And now we're going to talk about what happens if you get stuck in the wrong city with our friend, special guest, Jake Keith Van Stratton. This Hi, everybody. Exciting. Oh, sorry. I wasn't, okay, no. no. Please,
3: don't let me uh, step over your excitement about me well, being here.
2: <laughs> <laughs> let me just say, for those of you who don't know, that Jake Keith hosts a very a great show called Go Fact Yourself, which is a podcast, but it's also a game show. Mm-hmm. I have been on it with my father. Nice. Um, yes. Jimmy's been on it. It's just a blast. Do you want to give a quick re- recap of what it's about? Sure.
3: Uh, so, Go Factor yourself we take two celebrity guests. They each give us a few different topics that they say they know a lot about. Before the show, uh, we pick one of them. We give them a five-question quiz about it, and then we bring on a surprise expert in that topic to uh, discuss it with them. And uh, it's loads of fun. Yeah, so yes. When you were, When you were on, uh, we did. Uh, you, Muppets, you chose the Muppets, and so my dad had,
2: chose the Yankees. That's
3: right. And so, uh, we for your for your dad, we got Eddie Robinson, who yes. at the time was, was the, like uh, ninety-eight years yes. older. He's the something. oldest living uh, Major League Base- former Major League Baseball player and World Series champion. Uh, he went on afterwards to start his own podcast. Are you kidding? No, no
0: way. Yep.
3: He started his own podcast. I'm don't. i, I I'm assuming he just thought, well, if these idiots could do it, how, <laughs> how hard could it be? Uh, and then, for, unfortunately, he has since passed. I was going to uh, say, I thought you he... were going
2: to say he went on to die.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Again, wh- however we can inspire people look, is what, I, what I'm, it, I'm happy you know. for. Uh, yeah. And then, uh, uh, well, now no, no, it got sad.
2: But it's really fun. And so, and I your, was our very first who was your on the expert? Very first show. My okay. expert was a man who's written a bunch, of, I don't remember his name, but he's written a bunch of uh, Muppets, um, uh, I think he, he wrote on some of the movies. Yeah. And uh, so that was extremely exciting.
3: And by, co- by complete coincidence, he was the punk on the bus in Star Trek IV. That's right. That your father was in. So Right. Double dumbass on you. Yes.
2: Yeah. Isn't that what he says? Isn't that what Chatner says? I don't remember. Yeah, because he says dumbass, and Shatner says double dumbass on you. Got it. Because he doesn't know modern, i.e., past
3: lingo. Ah, I understand. Right.
2: He doesn't know 80s lingo. He lives in the 23rd century. Okay.
3: I'm going to take your word for it. I've I've never seen an episode of Star Trek.
2: (laughs) But you've seen the movies.
3: I did see that movie about eight or nine times
2: how weird
3: yeah that's the only one of the movies no I Sorry. saw that one and then I went with my friend to see the one there was a crossover one I guess with the next yeah. generation one I saw that one too
2: so you liked 4 obviously because you saw it
3: nope it was, uh... on. it was on it was, these, the, these are the days of cable when okay. you just watch what was on and All right. you know, this, you know hey, they're walking around in robes and there's a whale I'm in gotcha. i watch the rest gotcha. of this
2: well, Keith and I have been friends for a very, very long time. Right. And Keith and Christine used to live in the same apartment complex. Yeah, we were. Yeah. I almost said we were roommates. <laughs> <laughs> wow.
1: So I really
0: them.
2: have a weird memory for past events. <laughs> yeah. Keith, what happened? What's with this story where you got lost?
3: All right. Now, Set the scene. Now, you could argue, did we get lost or did we find ourselves? Uh, never, <laughs> I would never do that uh, Okay, so uh, I love to travel. Yes. Uh, as you may know, I also love to save money. Yes. Uh, as you also may know. Uh, and so uh, when I can find an opportunity to travel and to save money... I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm in. So uh, it's about ten years ago, and my good friend Christina uh, mentioned that she was going to be in Berlin and Amsterdam, and that there that there was a free place for us to stay. So again, travel, great, save Score. money, boom. Uh, so what I what I joined her. Us being who? Oh, uh, she and I. So oh, just good, you two. My, okay. My good friend Christina okay. uh, and myself. That, that uh, she had friends in each place, and that uh, there's a place for us to stay. And did I want to go? Great. Um. And so uh, I did. The, I did the figuring with the points and the the flights and figuring out where to go and how best. To do it, and so I did what they call an open jaw ticket. So I we oh I don't know this means, well it, open it's, jaw it's called open jaw. It's not a surgical okay. procedure. You don't have to worry. But um, basically, it means that you you fly into one place and you return from another place. So oh. if you to look it on a map, okay. it looked like. You know, uh, they could easily have called it like an open triangle sure. or like chopsticks or something, but yeah. it's called an open draw. Right. So we're going to fly into Berlin and then fly out of Amsterdam, and we would figure out in between how we get from one place gotcha. to the other. Okay, okay. So uh, go to Berlin, have a wonderful time. Mm-hmm. There's sausage. There's beer. There's pretzel. Sure. There's art. Having a good time. A little uncomfortable with the Jew thing, but I'm, I'm doing okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Actually, to be to be fair, they're 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 uh, they're very apologetic. Um, yes, I know.
2: <laughs> Chris is married to a German man. So ah. I know that um, it's sort of drilled into them, right? To you know, feel bad to from feel bad. A very yeah. young age, yeah, yeah.
3: yeah. And, and as a Jew, it's drilled into us to feel, to feel bad. bad, yeah, yeah. So.
2: For, for, for no reason. And, yeah. the, and they're
0: in the country. I think you see like there are plaques everywhere. And exactly, you can read about the pr- person who lived at the apartment or house. Oh wow, it's it's really um, part of their culture now. Yeah. To I be mean, it, very, um, they've done reparations. In a way that we haven't here. Oh Yes, God, not even close. yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes.
3: Yeah, no, they really kind of bear the scar and just recognize mm. that this is part of this is part of our culture. Um, anyway, back to funny, haha. Yes. So um,
2: and, wait, yeah. I just want to ask because sure. Van Stratten is Dutch, right? It is. Okay.
3: Yes. So that was the thing. I was going to end up in my homeland, and right. actually was was set in Amsterdam to meet a bunch of Van Stratens who oh, I'd never met before. Oh, That's great. Yeah, uh, and to learn how to correctly pronounce my name, which is uh, I, think, I think it's Van Stratten.
2: Okay, Van Stratten. Yes.
3: Um, so uh, we're in Berlin and uh, eventually we're trying to figure out, OK, gosh, how are we going to get our way to Amsterdam? Yeah. So I had looked in a couple of travel books because I thought, you know, Berlin, great big city. I'd never been to Germany before. I want to go to a small town. I want to mm-hmm. see yeah. I want to see villages. I want to sure. see dur- durndles, you know. What's uh, a dirndle? I think it's the thing that the waitresses wear at um, oh, I thought <laughs> the it Red Lion. F- <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> I think I was thinking of a drundle. The drindle, the thing that you wear, a sack is put on a stick.
3: Uh I think that's a uh, bindle.
2: Bindle, yes. Got and it. a
3: dreidel is the thing that you. spin yes. in uh, at, uh, I Halloween. You put,
2: you put <laughs> 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 to summon the spirits.
3: Yes, exactly.
2: You put your dreidels in your drindle, yeah. and you go to a burndle.
3: Yeah, I don't know. Um, so uh, it, uh, it turns out, of course, that uh, so oh, sorry, let me go back. So there's a few different ways that you can get from uh, Berlin to Amsterdam. And I wanted to stop in some small towns mm-hmm. when I'd looked in these travel guides. All literally every town that they had was south of where we were. So uh, okay. the, the, it's a straight line from Berlin to Amsterdam, but sort of on the collarbone of the country, sort of in the northern okay. northern part of Germany. And literally there were no towns that were listed in the travel book gotcha. or anything in between there that, with without straight swinging shot. Okay. south to Munich yeah. or something like that. Um, but, uh, and then also by the time you get there, to, so I so I thought, oh, well, maybe we'll just fly. But of course, we hadn't planned anything, so the flights now were really expensive. Yeah. <laughs> and it was too expensive to drive a car one way. Great, we'll take the train. Yeah. I can take a train, lovely train across uh, Germany. So um, we talked with a couple of Christina's friends and other people that we met there. Hey, where do you think we should stop between yeah. uh, Berlin and Amsterdam? A- and a few people mentioned a town called Munster. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and uh, I looked it up and was like, oh, this is charming. It kind of looks like a nice university town and uh-huh. there's different interesting architecture. And Oh, look, on the official page of Münster, it says there's a Picasso museum. This sounds fantastic. Oh my God, yeah. And so I look up the train tickets and they're very reasonable. And so um, I can buy a ticket from Berlin to Münster and then Münster to Amsterdam. And we can go kind of at at our leisure and stop different places along the way. This is great. So I'm on uh, the website and it says that I can buy our ticket at the train station in Berlin or to save upwards of two... Euros oh, no. and fifty, oh, no. you
2: can buy it in
3: advance online. Yeah.
2: So two euros and fifty is like five dollars.
3: Uh, back then, maybe what? Yeah, yeah. okay. So like may- maybe three twenty-five or something. <laughs> so look, um, I
2: feel you're paid. I'm the same way.
3: I, I was not in pain. I was excited. Well, <laughs> I was excited to save the money.
2: Right, but I'm. am assuming this leads to. This does lead to some to, some to badness. Yeah. So yeah.
3: Yeah. So uh, I buy the tickets online. The day comes, we get on the train. Uh, we're, we're making our way uh, across the uh, lovely German countryside. We stop in a couple places have a wonderful lunch, go to some thrift stores. Uh, great, great times. And then uh, there, there was one little mishap along the way where it turns out we stopped at a place where the train to Munster didn't come again until the next day. So we had, oh, another, we had to get on another train to get to another place to get back online. But everything was fine. Okay. But okay. by the time we got to Munster, it was very dark and very late. Okay. Um, and also we had figured, because we had been told and we weren't sure exactly when we were going to arrive... You'll just figure out where to stay when you get there. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Fine. yeah, you know what I mean. It's a college town. There's plenty yeah, of places, to of okay. hotels. And okay, are traveling. We're traveling. Yeah. We're young. We're not that uh, young, but we're doing <laughs> it. Um, so we get in to, uh, to the train station, and we get out. Uh, and I thought, well, that's weird. We're the only ones getting off at this stop. <laughs> mm. And that's weird. I thought that it, on the pictures on the website, it looks like the, like the train station was right in the middle of town next to things. But all right, no big deal. We
0: <laughs> figure it out. Just there's wheat a, fields. There's a bus
3: station, and we get on a bus, and the bus gets us into the main village. Yeah. like, all right. You know, okay. sometimes things don't always look the way they look on the pictures. It's yeah, part yeah. of the adventure. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So uh, we get into uh, the main town, and uh, the main town is completely dark except for one building, uh, which is a bar. Uh, okay. So we go into the bar, and it was like one of those moments in <laughs> every movie where, like, we open the door, and then the record scratch, right. and everybody turns to look at us. You
2: ain't around from around yeah, here.
3: Exactly. Yes, but the German version yes. of that. Can you yeah. do that?
2: You all come from around here. Yeah, you. Go. You are strangers. Yes, strange lands.
3: Yes, yeah, so uh, we we get in the bar and we you know we have our bags and we put them to the side and <laughs> order a beer, you yeah. know when in, when in Munster, uh, and then we start to get to talking with uh, some of the townsfolk, yeah, uh, and they, they pretty much are saying, "What are you doing here?" Yeah. And not in the way of like, you, know, what are you doing here?" <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. But they're just very curious, and we said, oh, well, we're on our way to Amsterdam, and we talked with our friends in Berlin, and they all said that you should stop uh, in Munster, and they said, "Your friends said you should stop here." Here, this is where they were told you to stop. Like they, they couldn't <laughs> believe it. Shit. And I, and, and again, not in a threatening way. Just right. like I thought, maybe they had a very poor self-esteem for their <laughs> yeah. for their town. Yeah. And so uh, they, they said, yeah. And it's like, no, no. They're like, okay, you know. Uh, and so we're like, well, where, where do you think we could stay? You know, there, I'm sure there's plenty of different, you know, hostels and places <laughs> yeah. for students and travelers. And they said, no. Um, but they they thought uh, they did think that there might be one place that might be open. So God bless them. The bartender made a call Aww. to you know to his friend who we who had to wake up <laughs> like at this other pub. Oh and they said that they could they did have a room that they could put us in. So then they had then they had to call a taxi for us. And then the taxi brought us to this other pub and the sleepy woman came down the stairs and brought us up to this room over the pub and it was it was perfectly fine yeah. and we thought, God, that's funny, I thought this was a college town. I thought would yeah. be kind of rocking and all that. Was wasn't happening. All right, well, we'll figure it out. Go to bed. The next morning, we get up. We go down to the pub where breakfast is included. We have a lovely display of meats and breads and different things. And I, uh, I grab a pamphlet of what you know what to do in, in Munster. And as I'm looking out the window, is the first time we're seeing the town <laughs> yeah. in, in the light. And I'm like, well, that's weird. <laughs> look like the pictures on the website at all and neither does the picture on this pamphlet. And wow, there's no there's no students out there biking and there's no like tall buildings. And I'm looking at this pamphlet and I was like, "Well, that's weird because I feel like if, if my town had a Picasso museum, I would put that like at least in the first three or four pages of the pamphlet. Yeah. There's a Panzer Tank Museum that's What's listed. That? That's the, like the the German World War 2 tanks. Oh, like, yeah. It's pretty much like the Jew killer. Yeah. <laughs> 5000 Sure. Um, and uh, it slowly dawns on me <laughs> that we're in the wrong monster. Oh, my God. And uh, I, I start to, I have a little bit of a moment of panic. And then it's one of those moments, you know, you're talking about how to survive, where mm-hmm. I realize, like this is going to be very funny to me one yes, day. Yes, and yeah. And I'm going to have a much better time enjoying that this is funny okay. rather than panicking. Right, uh, sure. we're very, I mean, for, uh, you know, I should say at the outset, like, it's an incredible privilege to travel, and it's an incredible privilege to make mistakes when you travel that you can right. fix with a little bit of money and right. having, yes. having a little bit of time and knowledge and, and all that. Um, so uh, I tell my friend my theory, <laughs> and she's <says>, like, what? <laughs> How could we be, there's no such thing as the wrong monster or whatever. right. So uh, I saw on the map that there was a visitor center. <laughs> so we finish up our breakfast, mm-hmm. and we walk a few blocks to this visitor center. Uh, and we walk in, and it's as if they could have seen us coming. <laughs> because I start to explain to the person. Uh-huh. Uh, I basically said, where are we? And she she kind of nods knowingly. Right. Uh, brings this over to the counter, pulls out an atlas. And uh, there is a town called Munster. Münster, and there's another con called Münster, M-U with an umlaut, mm-hmm. N-S-T-E-R, and apparently, if you speak German or know German or had gone to the damn train station in person right. in Berlin, right, you would have known this. Like th- this is it, this is like the most obvious thing so to anyone So it's pronounced in differently. Uh, I believe so, and my pronunciations are probably mixing them up or not exactly right. But Chris? basically,
0: yeah, um, the umlaut is. It completely different. It's like an Munster instead of Munster. But but
3: what was sort of comforting is that she had obviously the woman at the travel agency had explained this to so many tourists before that it looked like there was a (laughs) superhighway between the two towns because she had rubbed the map so many times. So it looked like. Well, why don't we just get on this monorail that apparently is between Munster and Minster? (laughs)
1: Oh my god!
3: Uh, So yeah, the umlaut made a big difference. So we went to uh, the, the. the, so we went to the counter there, and then oh, sorry, we had to go to a different counter somewhere else in town and buy a train ticket, which just it just seemed like this impossible document that I now have a train ticket from Münster Munster to, to Munster. That's yeah. hilarious. And the only difference is the umlaut. So uh, and we had to go to that original Munster or Munster mm-hmm. because that's how we were going to have to get back to right, Amsterdam. Right. Right. Uh,
2: oh, interesting. So did you get to enjoy the the real Munster?
3: Uh, did you for have about no yeah. oh, For God. about 10 minutes. Yeah, about 10 minutes because we had to get it. Yeah, because then we had to collect our stuff to get to the train to get back. And you're like, the oh, Amsterdam. students,
2: bicycles. Yeah,
0: it's yeah, lovely. Exactly. Bye. <laughs>
3: exactly. Well, um,
2: the nice thing
0: is, though, the the mistake, moonster didn't sound that awful. I mean, you right. stayed in a nice place.
2: I'm picturing it as the pub from... Um, an American werewolf in London like they go in and it's yeah. like everyone's staring at them like, <laughs> it, really, <"S-> it <laughs>
3: really was like that and my friend Christine is Asian American also so like I don't think they got a lot of people who look like uh, her so you know, they they're, were confused yeah so it was it was <laughs> I don't know if they knew what to make make of us and we weren't a couple also <laughs> right so we were like yeah we want to place no two beds two beds okay <laughs> so. gotcha
2: that's really oh my funny. god so the cheese is from neither because it has an e right
3: Monster? Well, I think you'll you'll correct me if I'm wrong, Christine. I believe w- when you put the U with an umlaut, it's an option to instead do EU or UE or something like that.
2: That I can't answer with
0: okay.
3: great Wait
2: certainty. Wait a second. This might make sense because, mm-hmm. as you know, my name is K-O-E-N-I-G Koenig. Mm-hmm. And I was always told that we it was named after Königsberg, the town in Prussia. Mm-hmm. So I'm reading, I, I won't go into this, I'm reading this book about Stalin, blah, blah, blah. And on one of the maps, I see Königsberg. But there's no e, mm. so but there is an umlaut. So I was like, so did we just get it wrong? Am I not named after that city? But now you're saying maybe in English the umlaut translates into an I think, e.
3: I think that sounds familiar. I can't say. What's okay, the great so but authority. maybe that would
2: at least put my heart to rest because I was very well, confused. Then let's say yes. Thank you. I'd have to call a lifeline to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have to call Sven and ask
0: yeah, him. He could answer all of this. Yeah, so.
3: yeah, but it, it's 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 sort of the difference of saying. Like if you'd ordered a pina colada versus a pina colada, without yeah, but the pina colada you know had bleach in it. So like, <laughs> 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 but it was that subtle of a difference. <laughs> like so and of course funny. everybody else would know that no, you right, can order a pina colada.
2: I am a jelly roll.
3: Yeah, right. Hmm?
2: Ich in Berliner. Ah uh, yes, yes. I am yes, a jelly roll. Yeah. Um, Wow, that's so funny! And so, were you able to laugh at it in the moment, yes, or did it take yeah. a while? No,
3: I have. I have. To, sometimes when I, you know, when I'm meditating and thinking about like positive moments and whatnot, like uh-huh. I remember there was a moment where I definitely was on that walk from the pub to the travel agency where I was like, "This is ridiculous," <laughs> and, that, and, and that, and that I felt good that I made that decision to and again it's a privilege to be able to make that decision but Right, I, but I felt yes. very happy that I made that decision to not, not to be have pissed this. off and yeah. not to be
2: annoyed yes. and not to blame yourself and just laugh at exactly. it exactly
3: because there have been plenty of times where I made mistakes in my life but especially especially when traveling also where where yeah where I get mad that I should have known something right. yeah. no way that I should have known yeah. it or, or whatever else um, but you know I'm great I'm also just grateful that I had that crazy adventure and had you know had the good friend to share it with and she, she become, Christina
2: had a good sense of humor yeah too. I think she
3: did she did it as well I That's mean it like I said, it, it'd been a lot different if like we were trying to make a flight or she right. had a show she had to get to or right. something like that. But, um, yeah, you know, when you when you have chances, when you have when, when it's OK to make a mistake and you make one and it's, you know, how is that not hilarious?
2: Oh, my God. Well, yeah. Keith, thank you so much for being here. Oh, this my pleasure. Excellent. Oh, such, such a fun pleasure. story. I'm so glad to finally get you in and I'm glad to uh, promote uh, Go Fact Yourself because it's super fun. You should yeah, listen to it. And
3: we're back doing live audience shows. Oh, you so, are? Yeah, so people in the oh, LA great. area want to come check them out. Oh, okay. Fun.
2: And you can't say who's going to be on the next show because the say whole... I can guest, but okay. I can't
3: say who the Who's, the,
2: who's your guest? Don't know. Oh, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you can't say but you can't say.
3: Uh, I actually don't know our next live. we unfortunately we tend to postpone our last live shows cuz uh, somebody got a little bit of the sick but um, uh, okay. Uh, but we'll we'll be back uh, coming soon so people can go to GoFactorPod.com. or Yeah, though, that's the fun social. thing
2: is you have celebrities playing and then you also have kind of like surprise guests as their experts. Exactly. That's yeah. That's some, some of them are
3: celebrities too. And so then, yeah, sometimes the biggest names are Yeah, yeah, that, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That we can't it's, say.
2: It's super fun. Thanks, man. Anyway, we will be right back with what did we learn today? Danielle, Christine, are you ready to learn what we learned today? 100. percent Jeanette
0: Michelle Fay McCurdy's played Sam Puckett in the Nickelodeon sitcom iCarly, right, from 2007 to 2012. Right. The members of Living Color ain't no glamour boys, but they are in fact fierce. It's it's like a it's like a, a riddle within a puzzle within a conundrum. You just try to stop thinking about it. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> BTS consists of seven members: RM, Jin. Suga, J-Hope, Jimin, V, and Jungkook.
2: J-Hope is my favorite. You know, I I didn't know there were that many BTS killers. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. It's very confusing. Yeah. (laughs) They have to record songs and then on the weekends... Do the murders. Yes. You know what? They're ambitious boys.
0: They are. Hot 1960s directors that aren't Roman Polanski. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Francois Truffaut. (laughs) Yep. David Lean? Yep. Akira Kurosawa? Billy Wilder? Blake Edwards? Stanley Kubrick. I could have said any of those names. All right, a book about Choi yun hee a Kim Jong-il production, The Extraordinary True Story of a Kidnapped Filmmaker, His Star Actress and a Young Dictator's Rise to Power by Paul Fisher. I cannot wait. It's going to be read fun that one. Durndl. Yeah. German Alpine dress that consists of a close-fitting bodice featuring a low neckline, a blouse worn under the bodice, a wide, high-waisted
2: skirt, and an apron. Okay, so the typical what you think of a German Frau yes. or whatever, Fräulein. Drundle is a shitload, more than needed. What? That old man
0: had a drundle tool of tools. Okay. bindle. Yes. That's hobo luggage. That's... <laughs> Well, to be fair, unhoused people's <laughs> Unhoused people. Like, does it really sound like
1: Again, I apologize. I, I, <laughs> no, I, I take responsibility I like it. for it. I like
0: it. And if we learned anything from Jay Keith.
2: Yeah. Umlauts matter. Umlauts matter. Yeah. yeah. That, yes, Koenig, they do. I hope
0: everyone enjoyed today's episode. I sure did. If you like us and you want to keep supporting the, important work we're doing here yeah at the podcast how to survive with daniel and christine you can like us rate us review us sign up for our newsletter uh we have merchandise
2: you know there's many different ways to support our show and we hope you pick one of them at least at least and as always remain calm. calm